Okay, dads, I'm on a little bit of a sugar high today. I ate some uh, Sour Patch Kids that were left over from a road trip that I did with my kids over the weekend. And I stole the bag from them and brought it to the office. I've been chowing down on those, a little bit hyper. Cheetos and Sour Patch Kids, that's kind of our go-to. And man, I love that stuff. So, all right, in the last lesson, we went through some quick tips and tricks. And now here's where I'm going to completely line you out on recording audio and video. There are a million ways you can set up your recording studio, but I'll show you how I do it, okay? First of all, the room. If you're a stay-at-home dad, you just need a quiet spot. That means an out-of-the-way room and a time when it's quiet. You know, you get those three times per day, morning, nap time, and after the kids are in bed, if you're lucky. If you have a day job, you might be able to stay late and record. Other options are a small space in a friend's retail shop, a warehouse, etc. Just start looking around and you'll find something. Okay, what about a recording studio? Well, yeah, if you can afford it. Often, colleges or even high schools allow you to use their AV setup for a small fee. Or if you're a donor, you might be able to swing a deal there. Commercial studios are pretty pricey per hour, but the result is fantastic. I'll warn you though, you're going to need practice, and by the time you're done recording all of your content, you're going to want to do it all over again because you've improved drastically by then. Unless you do this professionally or you have experience in front of a camera or microphone, you may be wasting money on an expensive studio when you need a decent amount of recording practice to look or sound good. Okay, so the room. Make sure it's not an empty basement room that echoes. If so, then just hang a few things on the wall, blankets, anything. Even tossing a few stuffed animals from the kids in the room will do the trick. It doesn't take much. Okay, the camera. Unless you have hardware, meaning external audio video processing equipment, probably not, you're going to be recording directly into your computer. So the camera you'll need should be a USB webcam. The quality has gone way up and the price has gone way down in the last few years. Don't use the built-in webcam on your computer. Not only are these lower quality, but they don't allow you to move the camera where you need to and still use your laptop as a monitor or for your notes or anything else. For a camera, I use the Best Tecker brand and it's good quality. That's Best Tecker, B-E-S-T-E-K-E-R. You can get a decent webcam from them for as low as $40. I use the 120C. For a microphone, again, do not use the mic on your computer. It will sound tinny and terrible. 40 bucks will, again, buy you a really good quality microphone. I use the CAD Audio U1000, and I love it. That's CAD, C-A-D, CAD Audio. It's both unidirectional and pointed, meaning that if you speak into the end, it picks up the voice really well, but if there's a group, it will also catch the sound from multiple sides too. Lighting. Lighting is important. You want to default on the side of too bright, since you can always adjust it later. Also, using very white lighting is good too. Yeah, it may make you look bad in person, but a good camera adjusts and warms the light as needed, and you can always make adjustments in post-processing later. It's better to be a little too light and too white. I use two studio lights on stands. I'm not even going to try to pronounce the brand. It's a Chinese brand. It's 
spelled K-S-H-I-O-E. No idea how to pronounce that. And these were just cheap, but they work great. You want to have at least two lights with 300 watt bulbs each as a minimum. These are the softbox lights. They have the big black baffles, then a white cover, and the light softens when it shines through that cover, making almost no shadows. You can pick up a set of these for as low as $50. Search for the term Photography Softbox Studio Kit, and you'll get several options. Placement of the two lights are typically on the front right and front left, about at a 45 degree angle from you and at head level. They will end up being on either side of the camera. I like to place them a little offset to create more interest in the lighting. And if I'm using two cameras for filming, one of the cameras will actually catch the side light when filming, which makes a cool studio style effect. Another handy thing that you can use the lights for is a sound dampener. So you can put them on either side of you when you're recording audio only, even if you're not filming. And these suckers make a great sound dampener if you're in a basement room or something like that. Okay, stands. Get stands for everything. It just makes it so much easier. I use a basic camera tripod for a still camera. And then the Best Decker webcam screws right into that tripod. Virtually any webcam will do the same. I use a microphone stand with a really heavy base so it doesn't move when I'm using it because you'll notice that sound if, if the microphone's moving at all. Finally, I use a basic music stand to set my laptop on when I use it as a monitoring device or a teleprompter. This is just one of those music stands that I picked up from a school at one point and they're really heavy duty and they're great for setting a laptop on. We covered that in the last lesson. The laptop sits a little ways behind the camera and the camera is pretty close to your face. Now all of this equipment packs into a nice neat corner of my office. Look at the map I've drawn out in the resources for this lesson. Okay, software. I'm on Mac, so I'll give you the recommendations I use, but look at the additional resources in the lesson for more details. For recording video, I use QuickTime. It's easy. You just go to the file menu and choose New Recording. No video adjustments. The camera does it automatically. In QuickTime and other programs, you do need to choose both the camera and the mic you're using. Otherwise, it will default to your computer's built-in webcam and mic. For audio, I use Audacity, which is available free for both Mac and PC. Again, just record and go. You'll want to do a little editing after the fact because you're going to have a few mistakes in each recording. We'll talk about how the... I just made a mistake right there. See, I'm going to leave this in. We'll talk about how to handle that in a bit. I do my video editing or what we call post-processing in iMovie. Yeah, I'm familiar with Final Cut Pro, Apple Motion, and others, but I always go back to iMovie because it's just so darn easy and it's all I really need to get this done. There are other great video editing programs out there and I think most of you are familiar with the basics and have your favorite. For audio editing, I just stay right in Audacity and edit there. I told you about Power Prompter for Mac in the last lesson. It turns your laptop into a teleprompter so you can sound like a politician. Now save all files in a high quality format so you can go back later and re-edit as needed. Only compress the files when you're ready to upload to your membership site. And in fact, most membership software systems 
compress the files for you on upload like YouTube does. Remember to be backing up all of your hard work on either an external drive or cloud storage. Okay, what about the studio background? It's up to you where you want to record and what look you're going for. I record right at my desk. It's not one of those funky white bookshelf style studios you see a lot now, but I like it. I'm comfortable there and it's me. Just do what works. What about a green screen? If you're not familiar with these, they're screens that are actually green fabric and the video software picks up the color and replaces it with a custom background. You see this on national news, ESPN, the city skyline of the Tonight Show. Unless you have the money to do it right, don't try it or it will look hokey and fake. Recording. All right, when recording, run the mic or the camera for a while and just get comfortable. Say, okay, here we go. We're starting now. Blah, blah, blah. I'm getting used to my voice. Things like that. Then just go for it. Just go right into your recording. That's fine. You can cut that out later. If you need a break to grab water, just take a break. If you make a mistake like I did a little earlier or want to re-record something because you tripped over a word, just keep everything rolling. But here's what you do. Clap your hands in the microphone like this. This will show a big spike on the visual EQ and you'll be able to spot a mistake coming when you're post-processing the audio. Same with the video. You'll see yourself do a big hand clap and know that this is a cut. Of course, you could also just say cut or something. It's up to you. I'm just telling you how I do it. It's important to keep on rolling. You can cut later. Some people say the same paragraph two or three times in a row when they record. Then they later choose the best one. It does make for much more post-processing work. And the other danger here is that your vocal lead-ins might be a little off and the paragraphs not quite match in vocal pitch or tone when you do that. What about sitting or standing? Good question. I like to sit because when I stand, I move too much in front of a camera, especially after a lot of sugar, right? Even recording audio, I move too much and you can hear it. I tend to get a little out of breath too. The downside with sitting is that it crunches your diaphragm and your sound quality might suffer. Just try it both ways and see what you like. Here's a section I call more yogi. All right, what does this mean? Most people complain that when they hear themselves recorded, that they sound more tinny or nasally than normal. Well, you do. When you hear your own voice, it's resonating in your head and you have more bass, more resonance, and more body. But when other people hear your voice, they're hearing it basically how you're recording. Of course, it could also be the microphone settings, but it is a scientific fact that people hear your voice differently than how you hear it. You can adjust the audio in post-processing, but not completely. So the best way to get rid of that is to practice more yogi. And by that, I mean Yogi Bear. Where's the picnic basket? Hopefully you remember that cartoon. Okay, just add a little bit of that lower throat voice in and you'll be happy with the result. I have the classic Wisconsin voice, so I have to tone that down quite a bit or it comes across like a real nasal Midwesterner. Test and practice, test and practice, test and practice. Just get in front of the mic or the camera and go for it. I told you before, you could always re-record and improve it later. Remember, I call this the MVP, the minimum viable product. It's not top notch, but it's not bad either. It's enough to go to market with. Hopefully this helped and you can start recording soon.